The Punch Stevenson Show. PunchStevenson.com. Episode 262. Friday, April 10th, 2015. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 262. Uh, I am Rob, you are Greg. Funny baloney! And we are en route. En route. Once, once again, in On the crowd. Yeah. We are mobile. <laughs> we are in the car, and we are going to Secaucus, yeah. or Secaucus. See. Caucus. Who cares? Sea New Jersey. Yeah, we're going to pick somebody up. Yep. Special this... guest. Yes. One of our only fans. <laughs> yeah. we, we've already had our our uh, UK correspondent and European fan, uh, Spaceman David, recently on the program. Uh, so we're picking up a special guest. Not telling you who it is yet. A vagrant. <laughs> what? Uh, We're picking up a hobo at the train station. I hope this battery lasts. I it's already uh, half his Well, mine has a full battery. Oh. So uh, we'll swap the batteries. Or the, the mic things. Or whatever. Well, I don't trust that one. It turns Why? off all the time. Oh, come on. It stops recording. All right, so what are we... <laughs> what, let's see. Let me grab my notes here. Well, all right, so real fast, I'll talk about a couple of uh, events I went to. Um, we are on Route 3 in New Jersey. Never tell them where we are! Why? The NSA! Um, NASA. That's not NASA. <laughs> so, uh, I, I went to the big event, they called it. That was the wrestling convention. A big event? Event. Was... The big man there! Uh, hey! <laughs> it was very close to Brooklyn. Hey, the big man! It was close to Brooklyn. It was in Queens. Oh, uh, what? Really? Yeah. We were in Queens. Across the street from LaGuardia Airport. Yeah, but what is, what's the, what was the venue? Uh, just the hotel. Oh. I forget which one it was. Marriott or Hilton or something. I don't know. Um. I go into the Starbucks! All right, go ahead. So it was a wrestling convention. I don't know what that was. Um, and I wanted to meet all these wrestlers. Such as? Old-time wrestlers. Well, one of them was, uh, uh, they were going to have Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. <laughs> Still alive? Yeah. Wow. And uh, Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! And, um... The Nature Boy. Yeah. I am the Nature Boy! I'm the best thing! Alright, wait, no. hold on, hold on. Do it again, I'm gonna hold the mic All over right. here so it doesn't... Alright, do it again. I'm styling and profiling! Woo! <laughs> wait, what does that mean, profiling? It's like know. racial profiling people? Looking for women, I In guess. the audience? Looking for women. So, um... What is this idiot doing? The, uh... Yeah, big event. I've never been to this before. They've had several of them. Um... So, yeah, there was a bunch I wanted to meet. There was, uh, I did meet Eric Bischoff, uh, from WCW. He was, like, the, uh, the head of WCW for a while. <laughs> yeah, must have done a great job. It's bankrupt. Yeah. 
doesn't uh, exist anymore. I met uh, Jerry the King Waller. Huh? Okay. Uh, and I did ask him about Andy Kaufman. He said he's still dead. Uh-huh. Now, uh, was Jerry the King Lawler the king before the Macho King? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> and then, because who was, it was what? Harley Race? Was he the king? I and think then he Macho was. Man? Or I don't care. It's stupid. stupid. Macho gimmick. King? Yeah, gimmick. Oh, oh yeah, the Macho King, yeah. And the dump yeah. Elizabeth, yeah. Pick up sensational Sherry, yeah. Cut the coffee, yeah. yeah. Uh, so did you meet all these people? Yes, I Hogan? met them. Well, no, he wasn't there. I no. met uh, Jerry Lawler. I got a picture and autograph with him. Mm. Eric Bischoff, as I said. Come on, there has to be wrestlers there who I so, can impersonate. I can't impersonate Jerry Lawler. Uh, I also met. A I few... need Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan wasn't there. I told you, Ric Flair was there. Dusty Rhodes was there. I met the Dudley Boys. But who are they? Yeah, they're more recent. Like Dudley hardcore Moore. wrestlers. No. Um, hello, hello, Governor. I wish my deadly more. Barkley. Spaceman David is having a heart uh, attack right now. God, Alan Rickman. These accents. Did I tell you that? Um, I think. Did I tell you that when I was talking, you know, on that trip with the douche, I, we were ma- I, somehow Nobel's son came up in conversation, and I was like, yes, I've seen that. Okay. With Alan. And that was all I said. I should have done an Alan Rickman impression. Yeah, I did. You should have. Um, I did an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression for them. I am the governor. <laughs> I was like, my name is John King- Kimball, you idiot. Uh. But anyway. Um, all right. Yeah, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. And I asked Dusty Rhodes about when he did those promos like 25 years ago of him at the taco stand and like trying to make these people tacos and he was just (laughs) making a mess of it and like dropping it on the floor and throwing it in their face. Did he actually remember that? He couldn't remember it. He goes, he's like, that sounds terrible. Don't ever tell me that again. (laughs) (laughs) What, What kind of shape was he in now? He wasn't too bad. Because at the time, he was in horrendous shape. Yeah, he's always fat. Ancient in the 80s. How, how does he look now, <laughs> he looks 30 old. years later? Hey, Dusty, I remember when you did those promos with the taco stand. And, uh, oh, yeah. 25 yeah. years ago. Yeah, well, was it 20 or 25? 20 yeah. years, yeah. Come on, don't bring that up. Man. <laughs> Thanks. How you doing? Yeah. So then, yeah, so then I was I, I got a picture with him and Ric Flair. That was like the big picture of the wow. day. All right. How much was that? It was like sixty, I think. Ah, oh, that's very that's that's reasonable. It's not like Stallone charging four hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> and when I stood up there to get the picture. Like, Dusty Rhodes, all these people were in line for Ric Flair. They were all taking pictures at the same time. And Dusty Rhodes didn't know where the hell to look. Nah. And I had uh, a friend from Marked Out, uh, Mr. Lanza, there. Uh, he was taking a picture for me. That was the other thing. There was all these Marked Out guys there. Well, of course. Because they're wrestlers. Yeah, and, um, and they didn't know where to look. And so then, and, and Ric Flair kept calling him Dream. He's like, Dream, you're looking at the wrong camera. Nah. Woo! Uh, 
How did he look now? Ric Flair, he just, yeah, he looks grizzled. Yeah. Um, he's old. Well, again, he's another guy. He always looked old. I, Even in the 1980s, he looked old. But he was he was nice. He's always nice to the fans. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Tito uh, Santana? No, he wasn't there. I got a picture with the Disco Inferno. He was a WCW guy. Never heard of him. Glenn Gilberti was his real name. Never heard of him. Um, Wait, what was his gimmick? Disco, Disco Inferno. Disco He was like a like a John Travolta uh, imitation. Wrestling. That's John. Travolta. But he was a bad guy. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else was there that I even met. Jake the Snake. It. Jake the Snake was there, but um, I didn't get him because I was going to wait till Chiller, then we could both uh -huh. get a picture with him. Hopefully he's there and when we the go. Snake. He's not the snake anymore. <laughs> so then, how could he be Jake the Snake? He's just Jake. Now. I don't know. Just Jake the guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And um. And then the other one I went to was I went to another Monster Mania. Another convention. One? What, yeah. what do they have these every month? Monster Mania is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, twice a year. Oh, like Chiller. Yeah. So I went to the Monster Mania, and they had um, they had some people from the Saw movies, including Tobin Bell. Never heard of him. He's, he's the guy who says, would you like to play a game? Oh, the, the what do you call it? Jigsaw. The, the Jigsaw guy, yeah. Would you like to play a game? And he was really nice, and I got a picture and an autograph from him, and I asked him, and I have the audio, I mean, I asked him if he could do, like, a bumper, and <laughs> as he's a, as, as a Jigsaw, and he's like, he's like, he's like, look, you know, I would love to... But Lionsgate, that's the, you know, the, the production, whatever, yeah. company that owns Ooh, all the... He's like, they really get really angry when I do anything in character. What? <laughs> so he First of all, nobody's going to know. It's the Punch Stevenson show. I don't know. I... All right. All right. Otherwise, he was right. a really friendly guy, really nice guy. And right. he was one of the most affordable... He was the biggest star there, in my opinion. He was one of the most affordable people there. Wait. I'm sorry, but if that's the biggest star there... He is for a horror convention? That's pretty... For a horror who convention? Else was I never even heard... Who else could have possibly been uh, Alright, so I also got Dina Meyer. She was in the Saw movies. She was also on uh, in Stargate. Uh, not Stargate, uh, Starship Troopers. Oh. I really... And she still looked really good, and I, I got a picture and autograph with her. Mr. Bell, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, thanks. I wonder if you could do me a quick favor, though. I have a uh, podcast, and I wonder if you could do like a real short bumper where you say the name and like you know do that. Uh, you know, you want to play a game line, and you can't do that. No. Upset about it. Uh, you were terrific in all those films, and uh, I remember you back in the day being in a few movies, and I'm, so I'm really happy that you actually got you know leading role so yeah. prominent. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, you were chasing Tom Cruise in the firm. I know. <laughs> that was great. Matter of fact, it was great working with that guy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You hanging out later on, Mark? Take one more. Right. <laughs> 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 
Judge Reinhold was there. Ah, yes. You know, from Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. I trust his judgment. Yes. And also, he was on Seinfeld. He was the close talker. And Arrested Development. Oh, he was? Yeah, well, that, that, the comment that I left on there was a uh, quote from Arrested Development. Um, I, I, and he was I also, he was also in the, uh, the Switch, that movie where he oh, gets switched with Fred Savage. right. One of those, yeah, yeah talked about that a long time. Yeah. That there was a brief period yeah, I know, of time where they where kept ripping him off. The Dudley Moore was in one Dudley of them with Kirk Moore Cameron and, and uh, what's the guy? Uh, Matthew Perry and yeah. Matthew Perry. Yeah, he did one of those Jimmy Smith's did one where he he <laughs> got Smith. reincarnated into uh, Ellen Ellen uh, generous? Nah. <laughs> Ellen Ellen Clickhorn. Ellen Birkin whatever her name is. Not Ellen Clickhorn. No. Um yeah, so Olympic <laughs> That would have been hilarious. Um, how about Ellen DeGeneres gets gets switched with Brett Butler? Remember her? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, love, love hate. Love hate. Yeah, I'm <laughs> middle of the road. Yeah, so am I. You're uh, Thank you. Nice. Wow, this is great. Up, wow, even Gil made that. that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't do it. I just, uh, it's good, though. It's good. He's, uh, he was, a, uh, in actuality, a very highly decorated Detroit detective. Uh, you know that? Uh, yeah. Oh, Judge. Hi. You too. What color do you want? Uh, Bronze, yeah, I think silver probably okay. come out the best. Yeah. You can put it pretty big there, because right. there's not many of these other people I can even get nowadays. Even Eddie is like impossible. Yeah, Eddie's hard. Yeah. He's in Germany. You can get her. John, if she went to uh, celebrity golf tournaments, Ronnie's still. Hey, Ronnie does a country uh, tour. He does? Like. Really? All over, like, but he's over like Tennessee, Texas, and stuff like that. I don't know what I'm doing. He does like a bluegrass thing. 
does, huh? Oh, for uh, deliverance, he's like the because he'd be oh, delivering. He does oh. like albums and everything. Dude. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, I already did it. Yeah, did it right? yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice Thank you. Anyway. What? 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 He's he's at a dinky parking lot. Whatever that means. There's a million of them around here. We're passing by nothing. I know where he is. Hold on. So, and then, uh, all right. CRL? Oh, CRL. Uh, yeah, so, um, well, I want to finish. So let, let me pull over and oh. let him stew for a little bit here. He's going to hear that <laughs> in the recording. Uh, I don't think these people will care. Even though it says warning, no trespassing. We're not trespassing. Um, it's the Paunch Stevenson show. We go where we want. Yeah, so anyway. Um, the monster mania. Yeah, so. Uh, the mania of monsters. Yeah, Come on. I hate texting. You gotta use the voice input. Well, I, I don't want everybody to hear what I'm saying. Anyway. So, um, that was cool. And, well, also there, uh, they were there. Let's see. Those people were there. Who else did I get? Um, there was a few other. I got Lynn Shay. Uh, I got a picture with her. She was, remember the old disgusting lady in Kingpin? No. Yeah. Remember Woody Harrelson as landlord? I never saw it. I thought you did. No. She was also Magda in, um, something about Mary. Fairly Brothers who was Magda? She was the old lady who oh, was the, with the neighbor. Tan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. She was a really nice lady. Um, Hello. Hey, hi, I'm Nice Lynn. to meet you. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Greg. Greg, nice to meet you, too. Magda. Magda. <laughs> Another one just, yeah. The Coens to put you in every movie. Okay. The Farrelly Brothers. Farrelly. Yeah, I wish the Coens would put yeah. me in. Well, Farrelly's too. <laughs> yeah, they, have, they haven't done... Well, they just did the Dumb and Dumber yeah. too. Yeah. They gotta... I love those guys completely, but it's time they gotta come up with some new great something like that. I think of all their movies, Kingpin is still my favorite. It's I my love favorite. that movie. Bill Murray, and, and you were... You saw it. Yeah, you gave me nightmares. It's scary. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding with you, but yeah, it was a fantastic movie. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I enjoyed the rest of the festival, too. Gosh, I'm trying to think uh, if there was anybody else. Oh, and then the other big one, well, there's a couple of them. One of them was I got um, the one from Back to the Future, the original cool. Jennifer. Yeah. Claudia Wells. I always said they should have had you and the other two. Well, they wanted to. My mom got sick, so I backed out. Sorry. But now you know they wanted to. I, um... Yeah. Cool. Nice. I, you, uh, I think you did their Back to the Future book, Cassine Games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tell him I say hi. Oh, yeah, he's coming out with it, I think, later this year. Yeah, I think so, too. He's a nice guy. I like him. Yeah, he does a lot of these behind-the-scenes Yeah, he's cool. Oh, definitely tell him I say hi. All right. But, so I got her. She was the first Jennifer in the original, in the first Back to the Future movie, Marty's girlfriend. 
Right. And I got a picture with her, and I mentioned that our friend uh, Cassine Gaines was writing the Back to the Future book. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I talked to him. He was really nice. And, wow, and I think this. he actually went there on Sunday and, and saw her. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was really cool. And, and then the other one was Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick uh, from Terminator to... 2. And oh. uh, he was T-1000. And he was cool. And then he started rambling on about, about some ghost following me home and murdering me in my house. I got that on audio. <laughs> uh, it was really strange. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm very confused. I don't know. I, he's just started rambling on and on. What does he sound like? Sounds the same. Well, he's kind of like that southern twang a little bit. There's a ghost that's going to be uh, That ghost is going to follow you home. It's going to rip your heart out. Eat it. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> like, all right, well, nice meeting you. <laughs> Can I get a picture? <laughs> I'm dying over here. It's 45 so far. Jeez. Oh, great. Help me. Okay. So what do you do? I hate, to, my I hate to say it. Uh, right. He is an aspiring director. I'm going to throw out some names right now. People you remind me of. You ready? James Cameron. Right? And he does look like it. Come on, you could do it, dude. All the way. He can. He, he's, uh, he's been in the film since he was like 10. Alright. Alright. This is from uh, John Doggett, Xbox. He's a big uh, fan of, I guess, the uh, Dust of Dawn series. Series is great, but now let me tell you, let me turn you on to something, son, as an inspiring filmmaker. That Merlin guy. Perhaps the greatest show on television right now is a show, Monday nights, 9 o'clock on CBS, called Scorpion. <laughs> All right? I still have to check that out. No, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you have to check it out? It's for freaking free, and I'm in it. What's the hesitation? This is audition. I haven't been able to watch it yet. I still have time to watch it. I'm just devastated. It's a great show. You'll love it. DVR at least so we can catch it. Please, please, please. All right, buddy. Is that series going well? Yep, we got a whole full second season. That's good. What are we doing for you, sir? Nice to meet you, boss. Thank you. Yeah, Silver. Silver. What are we doing? Put my name there. Great. All right. And your good name is Greg. Oh, my best, Greg. She's taking a photo there. She's the worst photographer in the convention. Okay. She's got sweaty palms. She don't have a problem. She's got sweaty palms and she's got ghosts that follow her everywhere. And now the ghosts will be in your pictures. All right. Once you've opened that portal. The ghost will enter your home, and once that that once they get into your home, they will haunt you, make you go crazy, do something insane. Your house will go into foreclosure. Will be sucked into a black hole, into the earth, 
Hellions will be released, and one of them will come in and grab your heart. And eat it. All right. Is that all? You are mean and rotten. You ready, sir? Great work on True Blood. True Blood was fun. I loved it. Did you like the finale? Did you watch the finale? Got a little weird. Finale. Holy shit. Really <laughs> what you should have done is been having wild orgies. Werewolf on werewolf, vampire on vampire. Crazy. Just crazy. Thanks. Oh, and last but not least, I, uh, I met Shooter McGavin, Christopher McDonald, uh, uh, of course, star of Dirty Work. You ruined Don Giovanni. Do a golf ball? Uh, what did he say? Okay. <laughs> What's your name? Greg. Greg. is easy. Come around here, Greg. Uh, North Jersey. How far away is the Jersey Shore from here? Uh, Forty-five minutes. Really? Yeah. Let's go see some Yeah. Shore starts in Wildwood, goes all the way up to Asbury Park and such. Right. Right on, brother. And our photo up. Oh, I don't know if the, let me check it. I don't know if the flash didn't work. I don't know why it's not working. I think it's that light back there. Yeah, the light was helping us, I think. Did you do one more? Yeah. Thanks a lot. I love doing uh, dirty work. Oh, yeah. I can tell you here for that. I can tell your taste already. Thanks a lot. I saw it. I was like, all right. Um, all right. Uh, other news. Um, the Dush. Yes. There was a little Twitter interaction, and uh, there was some project that I uh, that that uh, Jane Jane Seymour Jane gets a good one. Jane wants a boyfriend, or Jane gets a boyfriend, or I think it's Jane wants a boyfriend. Um, it was a, a independent movie she shot a few years ago in Brooklyn, and I supported it. You know, I gave like forty bucks, or whatever, to DVD. <laughs> and so one of the rewards was like a Twitter. A tweet. So she tweeted to the Point Stevenson show and all, and then she oh, she right. said something like, "She's like, oh, you're you're in you're she's like you're going for fan of the year," no, and no. I responded, "Well, I have my acceptance no, 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 speech no. in hand." No, 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 no. Fan of the lifetime. Of the lifetime. Well. Um. So what else is she up to now? That she's we can, actually we can chip in and uh, <laughs> help her out with. Come on, wait, wait. The Porn Stevenson Show is funding all of Eliza Dushku's projects. <laughs> We're producers. I know, we this. should be. We're Hollywood producers. She's actually, she's working on, she's going to be shooting for this Cinemax show called Banshee. Cinemax? Cinemax. That still exists? Yeah. It's called Banshee, and she's going to be on a guest star on that show uh, in the next season. The Voodoo Banshee. Uh, so that's cool. Um... And then we'll do some celebrity guests, uh, deaths, when we have our uh, our guest with us. Oh, I don't have the info. Well, it doesn't. I, we can look them up. Fine. 
Uh, oh, yeah, I did have one. And have you seen the on HBO uh, the Going Clear documentary? That's the Scientology documentary. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> well, it was a, they made fun of John Travolta and Tom Cruise. You love that. I know, but I make fun of John Travolta and Oh, Tom they made Cruise. fun of him, too. Help me help you. <laughs> he really should be the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, he'd be pretty good, actually. Yeah. Hours. <laughs> oh, so, okay, so... Right, now it's... So you mean, when you guys are recording, you don't have, like, an actual clip of the... And then you guys are oh, okay. Now here's where we're gonna start talking. What? That's all added in post, I guess. The music. Yeah, yeah, the music. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how else would it be? Oh, I just. I, no, okay. we don't. We don't hit play and like. Okay, okay. Now oh, start. Yeah, yeah. Three, that's how, two. See, <laughs> as nah. as a listener, you post. have you have these ideas. These, these all you're hearing is the finished product. Is that this is how things must go? They must have like a a, a copy or a recording of this in in their pocket all the time. That's just stupid music I make up on the computer. But like. it fades so so. I just thought. I, no. I I just no. again being a listener it's, to it. It's show, the illusion. Yeah, it's the illusion. It's the experience. It's the yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you guys. <laughs> again, funny. I think your typical day is going to work and high fiving Bon Jovi on the way in and out the door. You know, <laughs> because I don't live here, but it seems to me that like, well, this is where all these uh, people live. This is this is you know just like a normal guy in New York is. Yeah. Well, let, all listen, these people that you're talking to. So you're in Florida. And yeah. to us, your typical day is high-fiving alligators and yeah, but that's palmetto true. bugs and whatever. <laughs> that's true. Gators? There are alligators everywhere. <laughs> Real? Uh, is that true? Didn't you see the the golf course recently that had no. an, an alligator so giant um, just walking around on the greens that when they took a picture of it, people, after it went viral, accused them not only of it being... Uh, a fake or a Photoshop, but that it must have been a faked Photoshop dinosaur. But it, it was really this alligator. They are really around. And there's a lot of um, canals, man-made canals over in Fort Lauderdale. It's like they try and call Fort Lauderdale the Venice of, of America. <laughs> really? Yeah, the it's just a bunch of, of canals, a lot of man-made canals. And there's lots of alligators in them, and a lot of them have signs that say, don't feed the alligators. And you think it's a joke. You think it's... But it's real. It's real. But uh, what would someone feed an alligator? Their dogs. What? There was no. a, a dog got eaten by an alligator recently. On purpose? Well, no, they didn't do it on purpose. But inadvertently, the the dog and the and the and I think it was either the man or his daughter. She was letting the dog out just for the the nightly poop or whatever. And there's there's water everywhere. Everybody's house in the backyard has a canal, or at least it seems mm. like that. And That's just weird. there's a little struggle and a, and a, a splash, and the dog never came back. Oh, later on, they found the body, man. and yeah, later on they found the gator. Wow. So the gator stuff isn't really a joke. There really is that danger down there. All right. Because they are around. I mean, it's the Everglades, really. If you look at South Florida, a map of South Florida, you see how. Um, human beings have encroached on the right. natural habitat. However, mm. when you look at the breakdown of how much proportionally uh, we have of, of that state, we're still in the minority. There's still mm. a lot of untamed swampland down there in Florida. 
There's all bears down there too, right? Uh, not bears I don't now. know. I, there's yeah, there's the, bears. The weirdest well, thing. There's bears up by, here too. Yeah, I know, but this is uh, New Jersey. <laughs> cold gets cold here. Well, you have the devil too, right? The devil. The devil, well, yes, the devil lives here. The devil was born in New Jersey. <laughs> you have the Jersey Devil. I, I'm afraid right now. Uh, I've never have, been here. It's, well, we, it's in the Pine Barrens. We have deer, turkeys, geese, ducks, bears. Turkey's um, another place I live. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. You were telling, uh, I think you were telling us you went to see the Phantom Menace in Turkish. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was cool. God. So, anyway, yeah, there's there's a lot of wildlife. All Foxes right, so, and everything. Yeah. But nothing I need to worry about I tomorrow because I just need no, tomorrow no, to no, go no. well. No. I, I don't need to be attacked by a Jersey no. chicken or something no, 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 no. <laughs> that I'm not aware of. <laughs> Lives only in only the Guidos. You have to be afraid. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we've got our special guest in the studio. Listener, first time visitor. Oh God! In the studio, aka my car. I'm your in... car. I thought you were describing the visitor. No. Oh. In uh... <laughs> on location, aka. I came from Jersey. Oh, I mean, oh, oh. am I interrupting? Am I running? Yes. Fantastic. No, it's fine. Fantastic. The Nutley, New Jersey Burger King parking lot. Hey, and where's the... I'm here. I'm a listener. A, a devout, devoted <laughs> listener. And I was expecting, I am Rob, and you are Gray. No, we, no, we did that. Yeah, we, no. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I want that. I am so Gray. All right, hold Please. on. All right, silence for a okay. second. Silence. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. I want to see the magic right. happen. <laughs> the magic. Uh. <laughs> all right, hold on. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 262. I am Rob. You are Greg. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> and you are Esteban. Esteban! From Woo! Antarctica. And I don't live in Antarctica. Global. <laughs> the the globe-trotting Esteban. So, I think we've only had you on one other time, right? That was the 100 no, two times. Two times. Oh, that's right. Our, I, don't, I don't remember listen, no, wait, hold on. Listen, listen. I know you don't live in Antarctica anymore, but... Yeah, it's kind of when you live in Antarctica at some point in your life, you gotta you gotta brag club. about that. It's yeah, a it's a small club. club. But it's like only two percent, I think, of humanity has ever been there. So I don't know what's gonna be less is. than that. Yeah, maybe maybe only two people have ever been there. No, you're just, one of them. The thing is, though, I I didn't do anything of real note. All I did was like doesn't matter. In a box. No. And look the thing the of note is that you were living in Antarctica. I tell you though, the worst place when it comes to weather is South Dakota. Mm. I mean, you might be able to say. Well, I think Canada is probably worse than that. Yeah, you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. I mean, so what? So what was the weather in South Dakota? Tornadoes or what? Snownados. Snownados. It was hellacious. Sharknados. Wampa nados. <laughs> Wampas coming out. Wow. Eating your dog. Eating wow. your alligator that ate your dog. They just vanish. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I would never ever want to go back during the winter again. And mm. I had mild winters. Mm. Mild winters in South Dakota. Or you wake up the next day and your dog can walk over your fence because yeah. the snow is so yep. high. If you can even open the door. 
Now, okay, but we've talked about all this that already. That sounds wonderful. No, but wait, 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 wait. Hold on. J- just for one sec. Real quick, real quick. Uh, real quick. How did your family end up in South Dakota? Oh, uh, military stuff. Okay, it's all just right. Mil- yeah, it's just, you just, gotcha. That's where they make you go. So the beeping. So they do, they do military stuff in this. South Dakota? Yes. <laughs> they do military stuff everywhere. <laughs> what? The Air Force likes to put bases in the middle of nowhere to torment the husbands of military women so that I have no comic book stores I can go to uh, within a 25-mile radius. Yeah, but did, you were in the Air Force? Yeah, I was in... So you got know, to fly stealth Air bombers and stuff? <laughs> UFOs. I had you to, got to fly. I was the test pilot for, <laughs> for the X-Wing. You're the weatherman. <laughs> It's not that exciting. I never really nah. did anything all that. It's just, right. it's just the all weird right. things. Like that scene in Harry Potter. I don't know if you've seen Harry Potter, but I've seen a couple of the movies, and one or two lines stick with you. And there's this one scene, and he's like a, a kid, but but he's like, there's all these other kids, the little magician kids, and they all, they're like, they're just gobbling that Harry Potter, uh, you know... They're just they're just adoring him so 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 much. Okay. You you can't put they were gobbling that Harry Potter cock on your show. But they were such <laughs> devout fans <laughs> of Harry Potter I did. and they're all like, Oh Harry, you're so awesome And Harry's like, you know, I may have done some of these things, but this isn't all that great or exciting. It sucks. A lot of it sucks. It sucks being in a little box in Antarctica during those storms. It sucks. Yeah. It, it, it's just it's just not fun. It's not glamorous. It's not exciting. Well, at least from from my perspective. Seem, seems cool, though. Did you like, know what seems cool to me? Being in New Jersey. Growing up uh. in one place your whole life <laughs> and having that stability uh. and seeing things come and go and having a Burger King that is part of your life. Seeing a lot of things come and go. Yeah, yeah. But still being there and having that yeah. history, yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is awesome. That is, All right. you know, and being here in New York. It's New York. Listen, the, it's, the grass it's, is always greener, right? Yeah. What they but say. when the grass is New York, I think you live. Well, well, no, well, New York, there is no grass. So no. Well, yeah, that's true. Lately, there's just snow. The, the the subway tracks are always more uriny. Oh my God, what is up with your subways? <laughs> oh my God, not ours. No, Hobo. well, I was. I have never. I've been at sub. I've been in subways in in Korea. I've been in subways in in Miami. He's got nice uh, uh, metro rail. I have never been on a subway. Where it shakes, where the entire platform is shaking. Oh, like I yeah. thought it was a freaking earthquake. It's a hundred years old. Yeah, it's old. <laughs> More than a hundred, right? More than a hundred years. That's the least of the worries. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Please. <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. But again, it's it's when everything is um, a normal humdrum kind of boring existence mm-hmm. and you don't have any stories, it's not it's not as much fun. And then the past ten hours have been absolutely a blast. Cool. All and right. All I've well, done that's is good. Get off the plane. Well, that's good. <laughs> so we've got Esteban with us. Yes. Uh, host it's of an honor. The Robotastic Parade. <laughs> you have to say. I can't say the damn thing. <laughs> it's the Roboplastic Apocalypse. <laughs> show Are those the podcast Catholics? The podcast What did uh, I say? A- apocalypse. Oh yeah yeah. Oh I forgot. I forgot. I do have. I do. The blog is the apocalypse. Yeah. The show is the podcast ellipse. 
which I thought is like kind of a, a really cheap and easy, and everybody would have thought of it name by I, now. I will have to say something though. The intro that you do on every show is terrible. Is no, it's actually impressive because you rattle off this whole like. You're right. You rattle. I don't know what you're doing there. No, 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 it's fine. You rattle off this whole like thing that you say every time. I would never be able to remember it <laughs> while I'm on a bike. Whatever. What? Wait, you're riding a bike? No, and... riding a, bike. a lot of them, I'm riding a bike and recording at the same time. Oh man, I never. I, I can't tell that. Well, even at the at the conventions you go to, I mean, I know you're walking around. I can hear you walking oh, yeah, around yeah. in different places. Um, but no, that is that is impressive. But anyway, so. That is, uh, what's the address? It's still the same, right? Yeah, it's, it's still pleasesavemerobots.blogspot.com. Please yeah. Gotta get you a URL. No, but then well, I that would, is the URL. Then I would be, like, official, and I would be, like... Whose phone's That's going? my phone. Hold right. on. You have to, yeah, let me see, let me just see. in case. Oh, that's my, that's my kid. Let me see. Hello, yeah. hello, hello? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, he wants to say goodnight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Live on the air. Let me see. Let oh, but you got to put on speaker. Put on speaker. Hey, Bon, what are you doing? I'm in bed. You're in bed. All right, all right. This is your first night being eight years old. How does uh -huh. it? How does it feel? Like seven. Oh, like seven. <laughs> oh. Did you get anything cool for your birthday? Like, um, your mom actually was so, was so happy and so grateful, and I was so thankful that she put in a hundred dollar bill for me in mom's account. No, no, that's for me. That's for me. Uh, <laughs> that she's my mommy. Um, all that oh, money. No. You don't need that no, money. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's mine. I'm pretty sure that's mine. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do with a hundred dollars? Um, I think spending a Pokemon card. Pokemon. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. That's, that's you are the son of the preeminent uh, fan of old uh, toy robots, uh, and and you're really big into Pokemon. That's. I'm very proud. I'm very proud of you, Bon Bear. All right. Then. Good night. Huh? Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Adios. Adios. Okay. Good night. Well, that's that's captivating podcast right there. <laughs> that's one of these. I, I one, of these one of these. Cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. Cut it live out. I hate here. when people talk to their kids or talk about their kids uh, or yeah. well, it's. Uh, I don't think it's that great. I think it's that wonderful. I would hate to have to endure that of, of <laughs> being a listener of somebody's show. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah we'll yeah we'll probably out. cut that. Um. Anyway, so huh? What go? Oh, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, all right. So yeah. So um, Esteban uh, here from the uh, the uh, Robo the URL. Yes, yes. Yeah, we needed you to. You should get you know, the URL. It's not, it's a, what I do is not really that important. It's well, it, what what's exciting and interesting is is that I am here in the in the capacity as a fan 
of the Paunch Stevenson show, nah, meeting nah. you guys in person <laughs> and watching the magic unfold What's in front of my eyes. In a car, in, in a, a car, parking in lot. In the places you guys are talking. I have gotten to see your 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 childhood uh, environments. The, the, it's it's been if you're into something this is not something this is not the fan experience you get if you're a star wars fan True. going to george lucas's house you know <laughs> you're coming in here uninvited or i'm call the cops or yeah you guys have treated me like a king and and bought me fantastic a salmon <laughs> and and showed me all these places and smells <laughs> and stores a lot of that have been a big part of your life and it's just fantastic it's wonderful wow. it's it's really cool to to live, to, well, to have a piece. I haven't lived here. I've been here a couple <laughs> couple hours, but live the Paunch Stevenson experience, yes. which I had only previously seen in the intros to Sesame Street and Welcome Back, Cotter before. What? True. Yeah, yeah. I come, I've never really seen New York like I did today, riding from the from the airport yeah. on the bus on a subway. Then on a train, because you guys wouldn't pick me up from New York. Oh. <laughs> nah, you don't pick people up. No, no. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, just messing with you. But all right, all right. so, so things, you, Your Toys R Us is the flagship Toys R Us well, of, of the of the Our universe. Toys R Us. No. We're actually going to pass our Toys R Us when we take it to the hotel. Yeah. Well, yeah, but... Not uh, going in, but... You have <laughs> access to this fairy tale wonderland... Yeah. New York City, that all your life you've you've had as part of your growing up. That, like I say, I've only seen in television, comedies and and children's programs, and I live in Dukes of Hazard Land. So. <laughs> Listen, the novelty wears off. Roscoe P. Cole. He just died. Oh. It's a celebrity death. Yeah. What's what was his name? James Best. Was Best. That his name? Yeah. Yes, Jimmy he died. Best. Jim Best. Was he Boss Hog? No, no, we just said Roscoe, the sheriff. Who was Boss Hog? Idiots. He's still alive? No. No, he's dead. His name was Sorrel Brooks. It was like Sorrel Brooks. He was actually a Broadway actor who had not really done a lot of TV. And he spoke like with a New York accent normally. And when they hired him, you know, he did the Boss Hog. Oh, yeah. They never did conventions. You, it's like. Well, they do now. Well, no, Boss Hog is dead. No, 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 well, no. He's it's just the the Duke, Luke, and and Daisy. Duke, he yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the Luke and Duke. Yeah, the Luke and Duke brothers. Bo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bo and Luke. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what? Those I mean. You've seen them a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bunch of times. He's been to their Broadway shows no, and their I've never singing been concerts. Didn't they name one of their kids after you? No. Oh, you've been to their concerts and stuff. It wasn't a concert. It was at a Barnes & Noble. They sang a couple of songs. <laughs> to you, it. though. They dedicated no, it not. to you, right? I, I could have sworn there was a relationship there. No. I was happy to get the photo with both of them at the same time, though. That was a lifelong and dream. The autographs. And yeah, that, I've got plenty of autographs. That is as good as a Peter Cullen-Frank Welker combo. Well, I don't know. <laughs> That's the... It's up there. That's the Duke equivalent <clears throat> of meeting Optimus Prime and Megatron. All right. Yeah. Now... Before we get to the celebrity deaths, so first of all, it's an honor to have you live in person on in, our in, show. In your car. In the car, yes, it's sitting It's an honor with to us. be in this car. We're all squished in the front seat here. I'm sitting uh, on Rob's lap, actually. <laughs> well, a year ago, it would have still been my old car. It would have been a lot less comfortable. So, um, yeah, we don't, we don't 
just consider you a fan. We consider you part of the show because you've been contributing and oh, commenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you've been yeah, there I since suppose. the beginning. But so before we we move on to the celebrity deaths and everything. Um, speaking of Transformers and Peter Cullen and Frank Welker, can you do any voices? I can do Trans- the voices of the Mexican versions of the Transformers <laughs> because I grew up watching the Spanish shows. I was telling. Wait, they had a Spanish version? Yeah, the Spanish dub of the Transformers. Can is you primarily- do that? I've never seen that. But can you? Can of you? Of course not. Give I grew us a up piece in El Paso. Of- There's probably one person doing all the voices. No, they were. <laughs> can you? Were can, can you demonstrate there were at least this? Five. Okay. <laughs> I swear I do a dead-on uh, uh, Mexican Optimus Prime. I'll take your word for it. Let's hear it's this. probably technically Spanish Optimus Prime, and right. it's probably racist of me to say Mexican, but I well, just always say Mexican. Mexican. Yeah, Mexican. But just, yeah, whatever. Mexican Optimus Prime. <clears throat> I need some water or something. But basically, oh. just really, look, it's it's not tough. It's not a Peter Cullen <laughs> thing. But I swear, if you're watching the, the Spanish Transformers, he sounds exactly like this. He's like... Autobots transformense, and then they go really, and Grimlock. So what? What was? What does that translate to? You you can't figure out what Autobots translate. Idiot! (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. And everything is malvados Decepticons. Whenever the Decepticons do anything, it's very serious. What is that, bad? Yeah, bad yeah it's like, yeah, terrible. They're always so shocked. It's always so shocking that the Decepticons <laughs> did something bad on, on the Mexican. So what was the, the Mexican-Spanish Megatron? He had a very high voice. He what? He was, uh... Yeah, he, he sounded like a guy that was that was uh, eating shards of glass and... and, and Iron uh, shrapnel. He, he, it was it was another one of those kind of like they wanted him to go for a Frank Welker, a Spanish Frank Welker. I think they got him. It was really good. Maybe it was Frank Welker. Uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? That guy that guy could do anything. Was it was it something like you know like um, like Hey Optimus? Hey. It does sound like that. He <laughs> was kind of like that. Really? Yeah, it was like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> no, it was like. Senor Prime. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it before. I don't know. I'm just approximating. The Cheech and Chong uh, <laughs> exactly. Transformers. <laughs> anyway. All right. So what do we got? So uh, what, we, can you do any of the American Transformers? No. Gobots? <laughs> I don't even remember. Come on, you do Scooter. <laughs> I just go, that was Frank Welker. Question. That was Frank Welker. Is this Welker. a trick question? No, I want you to do Scooter. Do, everybody can do Scooter. Wow. I can't do Scooter. How do you do Scooter? You can do Scooter. No, Say I something can't. as Scooter. Give me a good line. Give me something that will impress the audience. This, uh, is, this is always a problem. Whenever anybody meets voice actors, <laughs> they, ask, they ask for stupid things because nobody can really think of anything off the cuff to say because voice actors are basically airheads uh. who, who despite having said everything the character has said on the spot can't be relied right, upon right. to come up with anything and and so i'm kind of in the same in in the same situation right now so i feel bad about every horrible thing i've ever said about well, i, I can't Cole. remember what they say on the gobot show because i haven't watched it in uh, i don't remember really much about that years show. or something what's, what's a quote from the gobot show? a good a good Oh, okay. I, I remember. But who did all that? My was favorite... Hanna Barbera, right? So it was yeah, like it was all the same. No, but it was like Frank. It was, it was Frank Welker, Welker yeah. Peter Cullen. It's all the same people. Yeah, from like all a jabber draw. 
My favorite, my most, my most touching, my most uh, heartfelt moment watching the GoBots was an episode called The Last Magic Man. And okay. it's probably, uh, well, online it, it's critiqued and uh, torn down. And if it was Rotten Tomatoes, I mean, it would probably get like maybe a five. Present, <laughs> out of everybody hates, yeah, out of a hundred. Because basically, the problem the with GoBots episode. Well, <laughs> the thing about the GoBots is their episodes are kind of structured as such that you you could put anybody in those roles. It really has nothing to do with the GoBots. They're yeah, just like yeah. really cool little stories, and the characters don't really play a big part. I mean, it it could be Scooby Doo. It could be any, and that's one of the big problems I guess people have with GoBots. And there's this one where Scooter meets a, a shaman, and he's mm. he starts off as a very skeptical, logical GoBot, okay. but the shaman teaches oh, about him. Gobot Scooter. Yeah, Gobot Scooter. Yes. Spaceman Muppet Scooter. No. Oh, wow. Spaceman David said you sound like Scooter. I and remember ever saying since that. He said that. I can't yeah, stop I listening that. to Scooter when I hear your voice. I mean, I can't stop making the connection. And he has ruined me. He's ruined oh, no. me listening <laughs> because you sound like Scooter to me to now ever since scooter, he said that. Muppet Scooter. Yeah, right, so, yeah, so anyway, yeah. so Scooter's talking to the shaman, and uh, the shaman he, brainwashes him. Well, he convinces he he makes him believe in magic. Okay. okay. By the end of the episode, he believes in magic, and all right. The at the 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 climax of the episode is the the magic man. He disappears into dust, and mm. Scooter's very upset that his friend has gone away and leader one lands leader one they're like in the desert southwest and leader one lands and from the dust from the ashes of the of the last magic man a rainbow appears in the desert when there's no clouds in the sky right. and leader one says how is that possible that that's that's not logical that makes no sense and he's confused and bewildered. And Scooter, who has gone from the skeptic, from from the logical Spock, to to why are you laughing? This made me cry. All right, so the logical Spock to the goes, to the hand. Come on, leader one, don't you believe in magic? And it's a I, good voice. I cry. I cry every time. Don't you believe in magic? Yes. You sound like Dave Coulier doing that stupid uh, woodchuck oh, wood guy. Ch- Hey, you rock rude. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I rock rude. Everybody has Scooter inside of them. So while we're on the subject of GoBots. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to talk about me dressing up as Scooter no. in a cardboard GoBot. I did uh, see that. I, 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 that was I actually him, really cool. I told him if he brought it up here, I'd kill him. No, it was cool. I'd, right, but anyway, dump, no. him this, this, so, I'd dump him in this two-foot river over here. So while we're on the subject of GoBots, you are the world's premier uh, toy robot enthusiast. <laughs> no, no again, serious. that's just the impression Why you get you from laughing? listening to the show. But it's listen, just... listen, listen. Right? So, so you know a lot about all the history and everything, the Transformers and Starriers and... Well, and, I know about and, uh, grocery stores. Roboforce and... Uh, right. Robotech. Right. So here's my question. So Transformers, you had like Optimus Prime and Omega Supreme and Bumblebee and Sea Spray and Power Glide. Right? Yes. The GoBot, right? Which are cool, right? The GoBot, why, why, like. They had Destroyer. It was like Dive Dive. 
Psych like, what is that? What is Dive Dive and Cop Tour? Jeeper, cri- Cop Tour. Cop Psych tour. Kill. Psych Kill. Psych Kill, yeah. You don't, was, was there, like, ever a, a, some kind of explanation for the lack of creativity with the name? Hanna Barbera. No, I'll tell you why. Because the same people that came up with the Gobot names were the people who came up with the names for the Masters of the Universe characters. Nah. That was their style. I, it, it seems like it was. That's the truth. The Wait, it, it literally Shira, was the same. He Shira, Cop Tour. But was Shira. it? But was it actually the same? Or you're just no? They're the you're same exaggerating. People. No, I'm not exaggerating. It was literally it was the same. Coup, yeah, five of the. Uh, How were they getting work? From... They were terrible <laughs> at their job. It didn't matter. They were Ram not man. terrible at their. They were not terrible. He Man was a, Beast a huge man. deal. No, He Man. All right, fine. He Man, I get it, but like. Skeletor, like yeah, Skeletor, way, fit, you know, Merman, uh, Beast Man, Ram Man, and it was like, a three hundred million. Pay me a million dollars consistently <laughs> throughout the eighties. Everybody had a stupid name except for Man at Arms. He had like a full this full name, and everybody else was just a two syllable yeah, man, name. Wait, no, yeah, that's like, actually pretty generic in and of itself. I remember, uh, you know, whatever. I was six years old or seven, well, six in seven at the time, and yeah. and I'm like. Okay, all right, He-Man, I get it. You know, Ram-Man, okay, I get it. Skeletor, what is Man at Arms? Like, what, he has arms? Like, and what, what, what was his real name? That's, like a, a, that's a King Arthur reference, isn't it? But for it's, a child, for a six-year-old oh. child in 1983, four, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. what is, what is that, what is Man at Arms? What's his name, Duncan? Whose name was Duncan? Duncan. Yeah, yeah Duncan. Arms. Yeah, Duncan Donuts. I love that, I love that show, though. That's a good show. What, but, um... That has a lot of good quotes, the, the He-Man series. Well, that was Filmation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was, that's one of the guys that that Esteban here has met many times. Who is well the the voice of Skeletor, Alan Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah, never yeah. seemed. How's he, he? He doesn't come north of the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> Ridiculous. He's a Confederate. He's an old guy. He man, you <laughs> fool! He was, he was at a Transformer convention in Canada last oh, year. He was rat. primeval too, on uh, on Ghostbusters. Yeah. I loved that Ghostbusters. I, I seriously hate how the only other car in the parking lot <laughs> has lights, lights on, blaring right at us. Uh, what are you gonna do, Heeman? Uh, so what was I gonna say? You're gonna say, no, oh yeah, no. yeah. So, so the names, like, here's a submarine Gobot. Let's name it Dive. Dive. Yeah. <laughs> dive. Gobots, dive. Gobots shot for a lower, uh, um, a demographic that was younger than. Well, they were made by Tonka. Yeah. Made for little kids, yeah. That three yeah. to five years old. Well, also, what did you want? What did you want? <laughs> yeah, <but> dumper. <laughs> you said dumper the dump truck. Dumper the dump. Truck. <laughs> yeah, pumper. Dumper. dumper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but let's let's remember that 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 series was was brilliant. The greatest thing ever. <laughs> No, no, the no. cartoon came out after the Transformers. Yeah. Did. What? Wah, wah. Yeah, I thought Go-Bots... the cartoon was first. No, the toys. The toys oh. were first. The toys, oh. slightly, the right? Best? No, no, actually. Uh, so they went it... out to to rip off the Transformers and made that show. <laughs> it wasn't a rip. Every the the robots were the thing. That was that uh, was Hanna Barbera's style. Bad. That was their uh, style. No. It worked. The paint by numbers, like Esteban. Yeah, Hanna Barbera's style was comedy, and the Go-Bots no, but Go-Bots like Esteban said, you could you could take an episode of the Gobots. Replace all the characters with Scooby Doo characters right. or McGilla Gorilla. It's the same story. It's the same like <laughs> Great Ape. You know what I mean, right? It's well, just yeah, like sometimes a, it's just yeah. the idea that your characters are are transforming 
uh, cyborg aliens really uh, is is I think a, a great one that you could you could mine a lot of uh, good material Absolutely. from. Yeah. But then when the stories end up being about South American shamans in, in <laughs> the desert teaching Scooter to um. like magic. Then you kind of feel like maybe that they wasted some of the potential. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but the Sunbow stuff, <laughs> the Transformers and GI Joe. I mean, after the first seasons, they both started going in like re- ridiculous ways with some of their the stories. Climb alligator. Oh my God, that wasn't even it. How about the, you know, the Transformers show up in King Arthur's time? Yeah, and then the Transformers. Get shrunk and show up in this, you know, this planet where everybody's huge. It's just got nonsense. But that was a cool episode. And what about the gambling? Right, was that the gambling? They went around wrestling and gambling on it. I mean, ridiculous. Oh, have you seen that one? I don't want to spoil it. I don't know if you've seen all the <laughs> I, season I saw three. It in Spanish. All right. <laughs> no, the way. Anyway, um, so I've been listening. Like I said, I, I told you before, but I've been catching up on on your podcast, the podcast ellipse. Oh God. Which is no, no, no! Oh God! Are we talking about that? Oh God! We're talking about celebrity. Oh God! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! George Burns. Because there's something that that was. See, I I find your show simultaneously relaxing. No, 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 no! (laughs) Relaxing, but also very fascinating and entertaining and intriguing. And there's something I, I I don't know what it is. Just the way my brain works. Hearing about the history and the progression of of a, 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 a grocery store a, toy robot ads yes of, of, <laughs> of, a, of a toy line that I had it's not like oh Rob you're just nostalgic you hear like you like you had those toys but these are toy lines I never even heard of before but there's something very fascinating about hearing you explain the history of it and 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 the market share and just the the whole oh, well, progression yeah, well, of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I listened to an episode recently, and you were talking about a magazine, Panty Power. Panty Power. What? Yeah, yeah. I thought and, you said Panty Power. I was like, what? what? Penny Power. Penny Power. Penny, Consumer Reports magazine. Right. Yeah, for kids. For children, and um, and, and which I had never heard of before. Mm. So that in itself was fascinating. Had to you me. heard of Zillions? Do you remember Zillions? I was gonna I say. I remember somehow I came across some kind of uh, promotional thing in 1989 or 1990. 90. And it was for this new, brand new magazine called Zillions. And on the cover, I think this was the premiere issue, I think. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, well. On the cover, it was two children. One child was, and they were back to back. And one child was holding a Nintendo Game Boy, which had recently come out. Yeah. The other child was holding an Atari Lynx. Wow. And that was the big cover story. The Game Boy versus the Lynx. Which one is better? And I'm like, I have to have it. I have to. And the little card said, if you put your name and address and check the box, I want my free first issue. No obligation, blah, blah, you know, having yeah, yeah, all the yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. So I filled, I didn't ask my parents, I filled it out. Uh, I, I need this issue, I need this issue, I need to see what they say about the Game Boy and the Lynx. And I got the issue, and then of course they do the thing where now we're sending you more, yeah, you didn't yeah, cancel, yeah. so now you're roped in, and <laughs> my mother screamed at me, and who told you to do that? And I had the issue of zillions. 
Wow. And I never saw it again. In my, I never saw Zillions magazine again in my life. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Zillions was that direct, uh, the, the heir to uh, Penny Power. They changed the name because they had felt a name like Penny Power um, communicated the idea that, that children's allowance or their money wasn't all that significant in the big scheme of things. They thought, well, by oh, then, it's pennies. Yeah. Yeah, so so they wanted to revamp the magazine and rename it, and it became Zillions. And I think, uh, in terms of uh, online popularity and people reminiscing and being nostalgic about that publication, there are probably more fans of Zillions than there are of uh, Penny Power. Because there's really no vocal uh, Penny Power supporters out there, at least that I see on the Internet. But you you talk Zillions, you do articles about Zillions, and you get gigantic threads of comments... I didn't even think anyone would have heard of that. I'm like, yeah, I had this weird, obscure oh. magazine called Zillion. Show notes, show notes. I'll right. give you, I'll give you right. a, a link to a, a lady who, she went to her library of wherever she had lived, and she found they archived Zillions in hardbound um, books where wow. they took the actual magazines and then just bound them in, in a book. Wow. And so she has, like that decade of the 90s of her childhood you know in those zillions magazines that she can revisit every time she goes to the library so she did an article about them and did some like a little yeah. highlights from them and just the the avalanche of other people who commented on that article made me think that wow this thing was a lot more popular in the 90s than penny power was to me as a kid never well when you said zillions i thought you meant zillion which was a there was a couple of games that were made for like the Sega Master System, nobody which cares. were based on a Japanese animation. Nah, nobody cares. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so yeah, so this Penny Power magazine. So you were talking about it on your podcast, and how there was this one particular issue fogging up in that uh, it it um, what do you call it? It it went through all of the up-and-coming toy robot series or, or yeah. toy toy lines at the time and you were and you were rattling them all GoBots, transformers starriers robo force and yeah. some kind of some kind of mechanical arm or armatron from what radio is that? shack armtron from radio shack what the heck is a, a mechanical arm that was a big popular toy what? when i was my cousin had that what yeah it was an arm and and you controlled That's it arm. with a little um what do you call the, the the joysticks with the flat top thing? But it had it had um, PlayStation's have these. Oh, the analog. Analog, yeah, yeah. It had like analog sticks, if I remember, that controlled the arm. You could open the 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 claw and close the claw, and it came with like a couple balls that you could pick up and move from one side of the arm to the other. It was it was phenomenal. Everybody had one of those back in the day, <laughs> and saw. because since it was a robot or robot related toy, and Penny Power was doing an uh, an issue evaluating uh, the robot toys of the day before any the, before there was any one clear winner, they they picked Arm Armatron. As the they, well, no, not the winner. The winner ended up being the the, the, the chroniform no. robot watch of Wait, all things. What about, what about a robot foot? What? Well, you had the arm. Why not the sequel? It's nineteen eighty four. It was the Terminator. You know, remember? The <laughs> yeah. Robot arms were big. I they, guess, were in, they were guess. in the in the cultural zeitgeist. I guess robot. So anyway, 
So, You've so, lost me. So you were reviewing the review yes. of all these different, uh, how they had pitted all the toy robots against each other. And you were, and you explained that, that in the magazine they would get these five children Stupid to children, sit at a, yes. at a table for like ten minutes and pick their favorite or whatever. Yes. Which is, is absurd. Yeah, them. exactly. Yes. So a few things I picked up on was you kept, or sorry, the magazine kept stressing how, well, the Transformers aren't, you know, all they do is just change from a truck to a robot. They don't do anything. That's not very practical. And it's like... Yeah, they don't tell the time. That's what they do. They're doing something. Like, what what do you mean? What do they do? (laughs) That's what they do. That is what they do. Well, by definition, that was the whole gimmick. The gimmick was just. But repeatedly through this article, they're like, "Oh, the the GoBots aren't that good. They don't do anything." It's like, what toy does anything ever? Like, no. Look at this Monopoly. I open the box. It doesn't do anything. Exactly. This is garbage. The Transformers, if you looked at them objectively at the time, were garbage. The early 80s were I dominated so. I they by were... the action figure. Figures that they had didn't action do anything. involved. Action He-Man, figures didn't you do anything. You flipped his, his waist around. You flipped He-Man's waist uh... and he punched you in the face. G.I. Joe had swivel arm battle grip and incredible articulation. But... A Transformer is just two toys in one. And each exactly. of them can't really do much on its own. I, the, the robot, you can't really... Do it with your imagination. In. I always found... Trans- the, one of the main reasons I was always very fascinated, or I was into the Transformers and GoBots of growing up, mm-hmm. I just thought they were really cool works of engineering and, like, lot... I, I, you know, I didn't know these terms at the it, time. It wasn't enough. It but wasn't it's like... Enough. It's like, ooh, this is like a cool logic puzzle. Let me see, like, how did they fi- how did they make it turn from? I was very fascinated by the engineering behind it. In the vast minority, you you were probably I know. Well, the I know. only one I know. who appreciated them on their Especially own. Especially if they but, broke three seconds from of taking them out of the package. <laughs> yeah. But so so I thought it was really funny how they were rating them on a on a scale of like how practical they yes, are. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what they were doing. And, and yeah. the fact that they pay, okay, so the so the win again. You have Transformers, GoBots, Zoids, and all Starriers, these Star Yeah, all these toy lines. It's like the winner. We pick the winner, and it's an LCD digital watch. That turns into a robot. Yeah, the Chronicle. Like, it turned into robot a robot. Watch. It turned into a piece of garbage it was robot. A practical. That thing had what at least seven modes. It did, as, as shown on the package. Yeah. What? If you turned the robot upside down and it was had like his arms holding big? up, yeah, then that was like a futuristic battle station. Who won if that? If you had the robot just splayed out flat, that was a spaceship. You, it was stupid. It, it was. was stupid. It told the time. It gave it's, you that extra something. It, it gave you that extra. What? It not only transformed into a little block. It turned to a, a robot that had seven modes, and it told you the time. Uh, how do you not see the the, uh, <laughs> the... the other thing I picked up on was that, again, as part of the reviews, they were obsessed with measuring the robots. <laughs> robots! Yet! yet so, so, okay, We're right. calling robots here! They're, they're obsessed with measuring the robots, yet they robots. got all of the measurements completely wrong. <laughs> 
How do you mess up like inches? What are, what is this? What are you talking about again? I'm totally lost. The magazine things things that, like, magazine. I think they'd it was say... Penny Power oh, Magazine, okay. which was All a right. children's uh, version yeah, of yeah, Consumer yeah. Reports. Oh, it sounds wanted awful. Wanted to teach children how to get the most value for their money. Oh, so they took all the oh, toy robot no. toy lines and compared them to each they other. They evaluated them from a Consumer Reports and sort in the end, they said all these Who toy lines. Listen to that. Well, right. I thought it was fascinating. Oh, well, there you go. I so, made a podcast about it. What are you talking about? <laughs> so anyway, anyway, all right. So next, fine. I, I I just thought it was silly. It was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. But it was ground zero for my love of the toy robots. That article to see them outside of the the their cartoon or their marketing. But to see them taken seriously in a different context and to see, like, uh, all these different ones that you didn't really appreciate if you were a brainwashed uh, Transformer kid. Hey! That you, it opened your eyes to the larger world. Yeah. And it's kind of what it did for me. It was like, there's more. There's more out there than just Optimus Prime and Soundwave. <laughs> and, and Leader one. Yeah, yeah. There's all this other stuff, and 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 there's a, a watch. And an now, arm. see, the alternative is like <laughs> robot arm. The alternative is somebody like me, who kind of uh, Transformers fizzled out. I was like, all right, let's see something. Ghostbusters, uh, Thundercats, Turtles. Uh, yeah, Ninja Turtles. Although that was kind of Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare. No. <laughs> so let me ask you about Bucky O'Hare because you had in another Police Academy, another uh, <laughs> episode of your podcast, Esteban. You interviewed the comic book artist Larry Hama, writer, writer. comic book writer well, Larry. He, he Hama. does draw. He does draw. You actually published that? Yeah, I published yeah, that it's online. I, he, I thought you said you didn't. No, I you never did. said I you didn't. didn't. I oh, even told uh, you it was issue <laughs> episode seventy-five. I think. Right, it was oh, seventy-five. I'm, so I'm anyway, um, listen to it. So you were I did talking. The, the audio is terrible. I remember. The, uh, no, I understood the audio. But I remember um, growing up, I remember what it was like, ni- early 90s, Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, like 90, yeah. That series, and there were video games and stuff. Oh, was... I never, I just never got into it, but I remember it. But in your interview with Larry Hama, who created the Bucky O'Hare universe. Yeah, that was right? his baby, yeah. You said that was actually, he actually originally created that in the late 1970s. His idea. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... You're a fan of Bucky O'Hare, so I'm just curious. I, I I'm not familiar with it. Watching it and and getting involved with it in 1990, 91, did it feel like a thing that was created at that time? Like like did it fit in at that time, or did it feel like oh this kind of seems no, like when something I was a kid, older? No no no, because when I was a kid around that time, you remember, uh, Turtles hit in '88. Yeah, and then there was this glut of of uh, animal based biker mice from figures. Mars, and... street sharks, right? Um, Army ants and yeah, yeah, ball. yeah. It was just this deluge, this flood of uh, funny animal action figure lines. What was I the think... one? Sorry, into what was the one with? Uh, it was like. It was different animals, and you would rub their chest. It's like I'm battle wood, beasts. and I battle, battle beasts. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm water. I'm wood. I beat you. What? Yeah, it was like rock paper scissors. Yeah, Transformers related. So battle beasts. Yeah. So, but uh, when I was a kid, just my perceptions as a kid, 
I just thought Bucky O'Hare was a cash in on the funny animal action figure trend. Yeah. And that's probably But like just why the, the the whole aesthetic of it and the characters and the and the environment did, did it ever come across out of place at the time or or cuz he created it in the in the late 1970s it didn't get released until 1990. Well, he had the idea. Did it have elements of like the old style versus the new like rad style like you know like Turtles, Cowabunga, no, I thought, Rad. I thought because they they took so long in making it, uh, it had the contemporary stylings of the day. Okay, okay. So, so it, his was... idea was was all there back in the in the late seventies, uh, mid eighties when the comic book was published. But um, why the, did it, why did it take so? It long? It was supposed to be creator owned. In the in the interview I did with him, he said. <laughs> DC had come up with a creator-owned program where if you submitted to them a comic book character or a, a, a pitch for, a, for um, a book, they would let you keep the rights to the characters, which was yeah. kind of like a hot-button issue back in the day. Right. But the thing was, they told him to develop something, and they never delivered any contract, any paperwork. Mm. And he, his agent told him, I think the quote he used was, uh, a verbal contract is only as good as the paper it's written on. Right. So he didn't deliver anything to them until the lawyers drew up the contract. But they never drew up the contract. So he had this idea gestating. After they asked him, he, he came up with Bucky O'Hare, but he didn't deliver because they weren't willing to give him the rights so that he totally owned it. But how? But okay. So you said in the mid '80s they released be, the comic. That wasn't book. DC though. That was continuity. Uh, Neil right. Adams' com uh, company. But mid '80s. Uh, I think it was '86 when the first uh, Bucky O'Hare was um, was released as a six-part series in uh, Continuity Comics uh, anthology book called uh, Echoes of Future Past. But then why... Because, you know, at the time, it's the 1980s, all the toy, cash-in, tie-ins, Transformers, toys, cartoon, He-Man toys, cartoon, everything. Toys, cartoon. Why did it take four, four years for there to be a cartoon? The... It, it didn't... Again, I think... Development ha hell. I think Hasbro... I know, yeah, but, I, Hasbro didn't go uh, through with it because... Of uh, its own merits, they didn't. They didn't um, uh, pursue it because it was Bucky O'Hare by Larry Hama and, and Michael Golden. I think it was a cash in on the on the animal action figure. Uh, I it see took what you're the saying. Ninja yeah. Turtles to start it to, to make it look like these were profitable ideas before they would risk. But that's conjecture on my part. But I just really think. Nah, that's yeah, you're, the... you're probably right. That makes sense. But I told you, I asked him, I because. Uh, my my interviews are, are I think my questions are kind of badly phrased and they're pretty terrible. But I did ask him. I said, in a way, I asked him this. Maybe it didn't come out on the tape. But here, I, I intended to. I tried. I try not to lead him. But the gist of the question was, do you think if you would have gotten Bucky O'Hare launched in the late '70s as opposed to the the early '90s, that you would have been that pioneer trailblazer line, you know, that that would have been the Teenage Ninja Turtles of its day right. eight years or ten years before they ever came out. Right. And do you have any regrets that you didn't let DC have the property? Because, uh -huh. I mean, it's one thing, 
um, if I were an artist, I would think it's one thing to own your, your creation, but then what good is owning your creation when it doesn't get out there? Right. And well, it's just in your head. It's, it's like, just I in, own the idea in my head, the end. And that's what he did. Right. So I was trying to get him to say, you know, I regret not ever going through with Bucky O'Hare because it would have been a giant success on its own, whether or not I owned it, just to see my yeah. idea created and, and brought to life yeah. early on and be the... I wanted him to say that, but I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't phrase the question in that way. Or, you know, he just doesn't, he has no regrets, really. He just didn't. And yeah, it was he's such not gonna, a heated he's not gonna issue. Admit it. it was such a heated issue at the time of creators' rights that you had to stick to your guns back then. Yeah. Because what ended up happening, he, he tells me, if, if you remember, he tells me um, Jerry Conway submitted the idea for Firestorm, the nuclear man, through DC's uh, independent creator owned uh, artist uh, pitch. I, uh, forum or whatever it was mm-hmm. and they screwed him uh, they they did the same thing uh to larry uh, to um I, I just said his name jerry um uh, i just said his name i'm not gonna remember <laughs> jerry conway jerry okay they did yeah. the same thing to jerry conway that uh larry hama's lawyer said would happen to him right. if he delivered but didn't have a contract right and to this day, as he told me, Firestorm does not have the, the creator attribution to it because mm-hmm. they, they, they went and they, they robbed him they blind. They stole it. They stole it. Yeah, they pretty much under the pretext, under the, the, the pretense that he was going to get to own it his whole life. That's because this is a network. It was Jerry Conway and Al Milgram, those two, I think, mm. created a Firestorm. And, yep, and they got screwed out of the... But but Firestorm existed and became this right. character. So it's a yeah, it's a so double it's like, edged. What do you story. want as an artist? That's what I wanted. I wanted to ask him. What do you want as an artist? Your idea to die in your mind, or <laughs> it to be born and appreciated and yeah. shared with the world, yeah. and the only um, uh, compromise is that you don't get credit. Mm. What is the right. best of the two worlds? But because I'm I'm a doofus and couldn't couldn't uh, articulate well, <laughs> the, the conversation went into Bucky O'Hare Christmas cards and, and <laughs> roller skates. And and at what point in time did Larry Hama start watching plays? <laughs> oh, that was so. Terrible. He's was, like, what are you talking about? Are you you talk- people watch plays. I, <laughs> I asked him. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a. <laughs> That was so embarrassing. No, it was good. That was, that was perfect. That was perfect. It was like, what an idiot. I, it was You're like, Chris so, Farley so, moment. So tell me more about these plays was, that you watched. When, the, when did this happen? <laughs> like, what do you mean, when did this it happen? It was the Chris Farley moment of the interview. You know that horrible, yes. horrible character he used to do? Yeah, with like Paul McCartney. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that thing that you did. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I just... I just was an idiot. I, I, that's how I felt. Stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid. What happened was I, I said, wow, these Bucky O'Hare names, they're so awesome. They're so great. Except for Pilot Jenny. She's just Jenny. What is, yeah. She's just Jenny. I mean, how is that interesting? Or, or Jenny. And then Larry Hama goes, it's Pilot Jenny. I'm like, okay, Pilot Jenny. So what is that? He's like, Pilot Jenny. And he's saying it as someone who is expecting me to get the reference. And I'm just like, oh, I ain't clicking. I'm not getting it, dude. Right. And he's like, 
Have you ever heard of the Three Penny Opera and the, and all this stuff that I had no uh, clue? Totally out of my. He's like, it's a reference to the character Pirate Jenny. It's a uh, play. It's a. He's playing off of this this uh, character in this boy. play by his like two favorite playwrights. <laughs> And so I only know him as a freaking comic book genius. So the next stupid thing out of my mouth is, so when did, when did you have time play? in your life for plays? He only lived in New York for perfect. decades. That was perfect. I, uh, and, I was in the car exactly, laughing. He says, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have time. Just being human, you have time for going to know about plays. I was Dummy. listening to Idiot. that driving home from work, and I'm like, this is the best. This oh, is the best God. interview the I've worst, ever. the worst, most cringe. No way. It was awesome. It was horrible. It was, horrible. You have to own it. You have to own it. <laughs> so, right, anyway, yeah. Let's, anyway, let's, this shut episode up. is two hours long, and we haven't talked about celebrity deaths. <laughs> so, all right, so... Tomorrow and, and, and on Sunday, you're going to have this opportunity <laughs> to go back to it. To go back to like, how many of these other people that you're going to meet at this this East Coast Comic Con, something or other. Extravaganza show. So, no, no, listen, tomorrow you go to that convention, you go up to Larry Homme, you say, hey, remember me? Yes, I asked and you, you about know the what plays. He's say? I, I remember you. I saw you last month. Oh, in Atlanta, month? and you were dressed up like a cardboard go-by exactly. at my table. No, but you go up to me and say, hey, you remember me? I'm the guy who asked you about when do you have time for plays. Well, I just talked to two of my friends, and they don't have time for plays. You made me, <laughs> you made me feel stupid, Larry Hom. <laughs> I just get people's photographs outside of plays. Three-penny offer. I went, this guy I is pretentious. So I went onto YouTube, and I watched... Pilot Jenny, the Ballad of Pilot uh, Pirate, Pirate Jenny. Jenny. Yeah, I watched the Ballad of Pirate Jenny, which was a song performed by the by the lady who's legendary, but I don't even I can't bring, yeah, think of her name. Yeah, and I watched it so much, so hard over and over. I tried to learn the song so that the next time I saw Larry Hama, I could sing to him. And the ship, the black freighter, with a gun on its masthead, will be coming in. No. You're better and, than me. I, I, and then, I, I would have never been able to sit through that. <laughs> All right, that moving video. on. I just kept watching on YouTube, hitting re replay this yeah. video, replay this video, and thinking, I have time for plays. I finally have time for plays. All right. <laughs> So it's a good quote. I have as time we, for <laughs> As we veered off the uh, reservation uh, for uh, celebrity deaths, we talked about James Best uh, from the. That. Now this is something related to Esteban here, who lived in Antarctica, where uh, the thing was found and killed all the uh, the people at the Antarctica base. I survived that. Yes, that happened to me. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, one of the stars of uh, the thing died. That's uh, Richard Dysart. <laughs> Remember, he's the doctor. Richard he went to, he, No, he went to put his, his arms... Oh, I got something on him, too. He went to put his arms into the guy, and the thing uh, came up and ate him. He was, like, it, trying to do the paddles, and it was, like, it ate the, him. He's, the like... Monster the monster burst out from the guy's chest. Yeah, and it, it broke his ribs. And ate him. And then it ran away. Yes. <laughs> so he was also on uh, uh, L.A. Law... And if you remember in Back to the Future Part Three, he, he was, was the, the guy. The gummy bear, the talking gummy bear. What? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, Scott. I have no idea. Oh. 
Uh, <laughs> anyway. Wait, so he's who, dead. Who was he in Back to the Future 3? He was one of those... The terrorists. No, nah, he was one of the... Olympians! <laughs> he was... Uh, I don't know. My God. I don't know. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Um, Did you read the letter? <laughs> anyway, so he died. Um, and also... This Wait, is who some... was he in Back to the Future? I don't know. Play? He was one of the guys right, who... Right. They, it was a very small part. Had no time to watch that play. <laughs> no. So, no time for play. <laughs> Uh, and then the other one, this is a guy I really liked, uh, was Jeffrey Lewis. Jerry Wells. No, not him. He was, uh, Jeffrey Lewis was, uh, he was often in Clint Eastwood movies. Oh. Um, like Grand Turismo. He was actually Juliet, <laughs> Juliet Lewis's father. Juliet Dreyfus? Juliet, no. Juliet Lewis Dreyfus. So, uh, yeah, I really liked Jeffrey. He was in those, uh, remember the, the movies with the orangutan? Any Every which way, any which way but loose. <laughs> Where they had the Eastwood was bare knuckle fighting, fighting people. Fighting the monkey. No, he wasn't fighting the monkey. <laughs> Punching the monkey. Choke that monkey. Wasn't that like a Peter Gabriel song? I don't know. BJ and the Bear. No, it there wasn't BJ are. and the Bear. All right, the anyway, Berenstein so bear. Jeffrey Lewis is, uh, has passed. Now, Richard Dreyfus, I was going to say. Wait, I have another celebrity. Shut up. Celebrity Rick, death. Wait a minute, let me finish. Right. Richard Dreyfus is suing. The uh, suing Disney. Didn't he sue his uncle the other couple I think years so. ago? He's Disney suing. Uncle. He's suing Disney. How much have you had to drink? <laughs> he's suing Disney about what about Bob? Why? Because he's not getting any royalties from it or some nonsense. Like who? Who's pay, who's paying to to download what about Bob? <laughs> Torrenting what whatever. It's <laughs> a good movie. Bob Buddy Hansky. No. Bob Budiansky. Uh, yeah, so he's there. Now, who else died? Uh, Stan Freeberg. Who's oh, that? Oh, yeah. Stan Freeberg here. Satirist, 1950s, 60s satirist. Yeah. He was on talk radio a lot when I was listening. Yeah, comedian. Tom and, yeah. Was he? Yeah, Likus. Stan Freeberg had his own radio shows and little spots and stuff. He did the very famous version of the Banana Boat. Deo? Deo song. Uh. Where the hippie keeps interrupting him. It's, it's too loud, man. Was it funnier than ours? No. It, it's no, different. It's not it was different. Close Dr. Phil. I still don't know what was so funny about that. Why you couldn't do a simple line in a song? I told you why. Why? That's what made it funny. I just kept envisioning the actual Dr. Phil with the headphones mm. on in front of the microphone. Trying to legitimately sing the banana boat. I'm not kidding you. I don't know how much we left in the actual episode in the bloopers, but it took him like 15 minutes to get through the one. All he had to say was, Day, me say day, they like, and that's all he had to do. Are you sure that episode was released? Yes, it was released. Episode 100. And then we replayed it 70. Well, you were on it. I thought I was on 200. No, yeah, you was 100. Oh. oh, my God. Wasn't it? It wasn't 200. No, that was a different one. Maybe it was 150? It was a milestone. It was yeah, one, of the, one of the... Whatever. All right, so what else do we have? What well, the we other have? thing was that this news of a Robotech live-action movie, and we were going to mention it, or maybe we did, but we yeah, have... Yeah, you did. We, we don't did. know anything about Robotech. <laughs> is it good? We're going to ask you. Is well, Robotech that's, good? Well, that's the problem with Robotech, is as Jet it fire. exists today... It is not the same thing that that we knew it as being no. 
Yeah, back in the 80s. Well, oh. Tobey Maguire got the rights to it, didn't he? There's know, been the so much confusion over <laughs> the Spid- development. Hey, Spider-Man! This is development hell. This is yeah. just totally development hell. Yeah. And poor Robotech fans have just been strung along for the past decade almost, hoping for some announcement. And some announcement always <laughs> comes around, but then another announcement wipes away the previous I, one. Yeah, I know, but... You just, I would well. That's like the Ghostbusters three nonsense. Except but, nobody cares about Robotech. I know. Well, <laughs> who cares about Ghostbusters? Well, the same 3. thing happened on the. I don't know if you you said you had a Nintendo sixty four back in the <laughs> mid nineteen nineties, late nineteen nineties. This Robotech colon Crystal Dreams. Crystal Dreams, the Nintendo sixty four. It game. just was hyped and strung along for <laughs> for years, and then it had canceled. Yeah. Well. But everybody kept, oh, it's, it's coming. I'm telling you, this Robotech game is going to be the most amazing game yeah, ever yeah. made in the history of the... I remember that. <laughs> I remember walking into the, what was it, the electronics boutique, asking the clerk if they were going to have pre-orders open for Crystal Dreams because of some blurb I read on, like, EGM or something. Yeah. I feel so stupid development embarrassed hell. about ah, that. Development yeah. Hell. yeah, Robotech, if anything, is the model for development hell. You should never, ever get your hopes up about anything Robotech <laughs> no. at all because it's never going to happen. Until you're paying the money for the ticket in right, the theater, right, yeah. don't even... Until it happens, it's not happening. Yeah, and then when it happens, it's going to suck really bad. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. So, so next. So have oh. you ever heard the phrase jump the shark yes greg have you ever heard the phrase yes of course okay the ronds we say of course we've heard the phrase jump the shark Mm -hmm. everybody's heard the phrase jump the shark Mm -hmm. this came up at my job the other day and it was like oh yeah that thing jumped the shark and everybody's (coughs) in the room is looking at me like what (gasps) like what do you like like what it's cool like something's cool it jumped over a shark or so what are you talking like oh no 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 you you mean it jumped the gun and I'm like, no, no, would you, would, jump the shark. And everybody's like, wow. what are you? I asked 30, I counted, 30 people at my job. You've heard the phrase jump the shark, right? Like, what? Oh, oh no, you mean jump ship. No, 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 no. Ju- wow. Oh, hey, you've heard the phrase jump the shark, right? No. I, these are people in their 20s, 30s, early 40s. They all really like to mess with you. Not one single person know. has heard this phrase jump the shark. <laughs> They gotta be messing with you. They're not. They gotta be messing. They're with not. You. I kept saying, "I'm like, please tell me you're messing with. Please tell please, me you're messing with." I'm like, no, I just. That, what, what does it mean? What does it mean? I'm like, uh, just forget it. Unbelievable. Now, jump the shark. That phrase was in its heyday, probably ten years ago, 2005. Yeah, but really, what does it mean? But it means something's lame now. <laughs> it means it's lame now. It, it became lame. It became lame. It was like, the shark ate it or something. No, because it just got so absurd. It's like, it's like, hey, you, you know, you hear that that new um, uh, Polka album, Radiohead release, like, ah, oh, ah, oh, geez, they jumped the shark. Polka album, get out yes, of here. Yes. They jumped the shark. <laughs> so the actual act, of what what does it represent? What where does that come from? Well, it was it was. Uh... Hey, hold on, hold on. I want to see. All right, all right. Yeah. So the sitcom, the old sitcom, Happy Days. Yes. Monday, Tuesday. It was very popular, Happy days. but it had been milked to death for so long mm-hmm. that by the end of that series, it got so absurd and so ridiculous that toward the the very end of the series, there was an episode where Fonzie, who was the cool guy on the show, the cool greaser guy, yeah. 
There was some scene where he was water skiing and had to jump over a shark to prove how cool he was. And that's when view that was the moment when viewers were like, "Oh, <laughs> now it's lame. They've gone too far. It's seen better like, days." Why is there a shark in the middle of a lake in Wisconsin? Well, you got to go with the concept. Maybe they like shifted in just because it was, you know, for the for the uh, event. I know, yeah. but why? It, it, it jumped the shark. The show, it just became lame now. That's it. It's over. Well, it already was, but... I know, but... It was that know, moment in time yeah. where people kind of point to it as being the point at which Happy Days was no longer... Happy. So anyway, Good. so now the Paunch Stevenson show... It jumps the shark. Oh, is, long, No, no, long no, no, no. <laughs> is bringing back the phrase. We're bringing it bringing back. Bringing it back. Jump the shark. What? Bringing it back. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna play this episode at work and inform these people. Did you give them any rudimentary jump the shark so training? Eventually, I did. I did explain it to. Oh, uh, okay. They'd never oh, even like, heard of Happy Days, had they? Some of them had heard of Happy Days. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, that's amazing. Amazing. Got anything else? Uh, one other thing that I came across is, I don't know if you've heard of this, but something called preschool mastermind. You ever hear of this preschool mastermind? No. Okay. So it is this thing in Brooklyn, New York, of course, and it is a preschool for adults. So... Adults, there's like some lawyers and artists and and whatever, all different kind of adults and uh, you know, professionals, and they're just like, you know what? I'm just tired of being an adult and having adult responsibilities. I'm going to pay a thousand dollars for a six week long pre preschool for for me for an adult. And I can just finger paint and 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 play with dolls, and <laughs> wear a diaper. What? And I can go to the bathroom in my diaper, and the teacher has to change my diaper. It's brilliant. This is the most brilliant. Where is this <laughs> in Brooklyn? Oh God! I thought we were gonna say England. <laughs> no, Brooklyn. So you're going undercover. It's called preschool and, mastermind. And you're gonna do it? Not if he has to pay. No, I'm not gonna do this. this is absurd. We need to listen. Preschool to mastermind? We need yes. a Kickstarter to get you in there. <laughs> <laughs> we need Paunch Stevenson show listeners. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. I'm gonna have diarrhea. Diarrhea doctor. <laughs> and just have the teacher change. Would you change an adult's diaper for five hundred dollars? Yeah, for five hundred bucks. What? That's it? What do you mean? <laughs> what if it's only pee? That's that's nothing, uh, right? That's nothing. It's probably not for five hundred. But anyway, yeah, that that's Brooklyn. That sums up Brooklyn right there. That sums it up. Anything else? I don't think there can be anything else. Uh, yeah, it's just, this is, I don't know where we are, where we've gone. Where yeah, we're going. We just ran this into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
Reese's feces. <laughs> killed the bug. What? Reese's feces. Reese's feces? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, all right. That was that was the Paunch Stevenson show. <laughs> I am Rob. You are Greg. And you are Esteban. Special honorary guest Esteban from Florida. Man, I've had it all on video. What? <laughs> You've been recording a video of me saying Reese's Pieces? Are you serious? Yes! Oh, I'm not going to put it anywhere. You didn't no. see that? You didn't see that there the whole time? No! Well, you're facing that. Like, Dummy. You're putting that on YouTube? No. With our names and it's the... It's so dark in here. And, and the tags. Half the yeah. time the light was off. All right. Not... Oh, I didn't have it on the whole time. Oh, man, that was good. That was like 20 hours long. Nah, an hour. An hour and 15. Dropped everything all over the floor. Wait, there is something oh, we, we, oh, have to, oh. we have to... We have to go to Burger King? Movie review. A Rob view? Are you going to do a I'm Rob gonna view? I'm going to do a Rob view oh, of... Uh, you watched Chappie lately? Wait a minute. Chappie? Of uh, Cape Fear. Oh, what? 1991. <laughs> Why? <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Deal with. Uh, next episode. I, I'm saving it for the next episode. I had a black pen. I don't know. I don't know. I did with it. Hold on. Oh, oh there it is. So what? what we're gonna we're gonna autograph. Yeah, something? you're gonna get the only autograph. Awesome. Wait, Stevenson well, the, he has to ever. autograph something for us. Well, that's his problem. Are you gonna Are you gonna autograph something? No. Why not? <laughs> Come on, I want a crazy Steve autograph. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's what I was going to ask you. Why do you keep calling yourself Steve? <laughs> because when I was a kid, in school, All right. in El Paso... Everybody was named Esteban? Exactly. What? Seriously? So stand out. Seven just, cities of gold. There was another boy named Esteban Galindro, and he and I were constantly in all the same the right classes eye. together, uh, and we needed to delineate, differentiate each other. Mm. So you became Crazy Steve? No, I just uh, became Steve. Steve. The uh. crazy part was one of my first jobs uh, at Target, mm. a Target stock boy. Another one of the stalkers would call me that crazy. I hated it. I oh, hated no. it. it was a der derisive. It was a. It was a, a horrible, terrible thing he was doing on a constant basis because I would. I. I had. I hadn't learned yet that if you are into this this uh, toy robot collecting hobby as I was at the time, that you need to conceal that as much as you can <laughs> from everybody in your working life. Uh -huh. So I got tagged with that. Then when uh, the internet came around in um, 97 or 98, when I first started getting on Transformer message board forums and stuff like that, I needed to find a, an online uh, handle. <laughs> So you embraced. And so I owned it. So I owned yeah. it. I said, you know what? I'm going to do that. And then unfortunately, it just caught on with Transformer people. So they tend to call you me want, that. You want to write something there. In it's online open. Transformer circle. I couldn't write very well on the uh, on the car you know, window. At least you make the attempt to personalize things. I really, every time I go to try to get uh, a comic book signed, I... I 
I ask them to put something special, unique, uh, individual. Wow. And they don't? They're, Sometimes they're, they don't want to be bothered. I guess. So I have to come up with the things oh. that I want them to write to dedicate uh, to me. Well, sometimes it's extra. They want extra for that. Yeah, I don't care. They still they do it for me. So Larry Hammond did that. For me. Oh yeah, too high. Too you had to high. tell him what to write. Yes, I told him to write the little catchphrase from the little robot oh, he invented. Oh, it was woe and calamity and Calam- woe. Yeah, calamity right. and woe. And so yeah, it was some android first class or something. Yeah, android, or let's not get into that horrendous, right. awful the interview. Bu- Bucky O'Hare about Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> I'm gonna see him again tomorrow. It's I know. Be, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You gotta go up to him. Hey, it's me. I'm gonna sing the song just as I sang it to you. <laughs> and I'm not and gonna, record it. I'm not gonna say a word. I'm just gonna go up to him and start singing that song. He's not gonna know. Oh, from Three Penny Opera. Three oh Penny yeah, Opera. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. From out of the blue, I should record that. I should record. You that. have to. Come on, you have to. <clears throat> you're right. You're right. That would be fantastic podcast content. That would be podcast gold. That would actually, I yeah. suppose. Just no, finding, it would. Finding new ways to embarrass myself in front of Larry Palmer wow, would be this ongoing <laughs> uh, running gag that I have. See, yeah, like, at, like the Punch Stevenson show. Is Paunch just Stevenson. the com. The, po- the the pop culture podcast. Yeah. The you could you could the ultimate pop ultimate. culture podcast. You in could make a podcast the embarrassing myself in front of Larry Hama podcast. Exactly, exactly. And every episode is just you. Yeah, doing doing something. stupid things to Larry Hama. <laughs> <laughs> every episode. And what were you saying in the restaurant? You had some story about it. It was like a current event story. Me? Yeah, where you were telling it, and then you then you told it to him, and then we were like, "Oh, we'll save that for the show." And current. Oh, the Nintendo guy. Oh, the, the Nintendo yeah. webcast. So what was that about? So, I, I think the website was Kotaku. Yes, Kotaku. And this guy wrote into Kotaku saying. Um, I don't know why he did this, but he was saying, I work for Nintendo, mm. which is in Washington, uh, Redmond, Washington, and he works in the warehouse. So the warehouse is about 30 minutes away from the office. It's a good job. Yeah. It's a good job. In and of itself, that's a that's a great job. That's fine. You work yeah. for Nintendo. Right. That's so, awesome. so he said he loves the company, he loves Nintendo, but he, and this is him publicly, you know, right... Being interviewed and saying these things. Yeah. I love the company. I love Nintendo, but I hate my job. I have, I just hate. I hate my job. And they've offered me uh, a, a management position. I've turned it down because, right? Oh, and by the way, he has. Um, he's been divorced. He's in his, I think, uh, like late twenties, early thirties. He's been divorced twice. He has a three-year-old daughter. Yeah, three-year-old daughter. Turned down the management position yes. and says because, because, am, because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. So, because I'm an artist, artiste, yeah. an art. I'm an artiste. artiste. Is that sort of like an actor? Right. Thank you. Acting. So, uh, so his his goal and his dream is to 
have the president of Nintendo of America, Reggie Fiamme, create create a brand new job role for him called Nintendo Artist. And basically, he'll just show up to work, go through Nintendo's archives of marketing materials and paperwork and promotional materials and all that stuff, and just make collages out of all of, like, the archive Nintendo files. Right. And, 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 and the, you know, the person at the website was like, okay, well, you know, okay, (laughs) What's your plan? And he said, "Okay, I have a, I have a master plan." What were they, first of all, what were they doing with all these collages? Exactly. So, so he's like, "Okay, I have a master plan, and I'm going to put it into effect immediately." Yeah. So, all demands it immediately. So, so I've, so how do I convince Reggie Fiamme to, to, uh, to do this for me? Yeah. I know. I took a Nintendo GameCube. And turned it into a flamethrower, and I'm gonna give it to him as a present, and he's gonna be so impressed, he's gonna do whatever I want. Okay. (laughs) A little small for a (laughs) flamethrower. Well, it's also not exactly on brand for a family, you know, family toy, but. uh, And then, and that's that. That's as far as he's thunk it through. But the the thing was, this idiot. Put all of this out online. Exactly. And uh, and he's expecting not to be fired. So. And I don't know. He's probably already for, fired. For, for mental uh, mental problems. That's a good story. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that guy. Mm. He, he, this isn't his real name, but he goes by, by the, the artist, like, whatever, pen name. Oh. Robin Graves. Oh. I thought you were going to say Robin Leach. <laughs> so look up Robin Gray's art. Oh, and here's the kicker. You know, I kind of, like, maybe, all right, maybe a, a very small part of me feels bad for the guy. He has a daughter. He doesn't like his job, whatever. But his art is terrible. Uh, his art is, te- I wanted his, I want, like, I'm going to click on his art. Please be good. Please be good. Oh, it's terrible. You are going nowhere. Um, so real quick, uh, Esteban, you, um, I mean, you'll, you could, you'll obviously save the, the, all the descriptions for your show, but you saw the Toys R Us that was in, uh, Times Square, which is supposed, supposed to be the Mecca. more elaborate, if you will. Uh, I don't know, what were your quick thoughts on that place? I, Before I, they close it. I was, yeah, totally blown away. That's the reason you go now to New York. That is the destination because yeah. it is going to be closed next yeah. year. So even though my time is very short and very valuable and I could be using it these precious few hours before the convention to come up with new embarrassing things to ask Larry Hama, I, I carved out the time, made the time to go pilgrimage to my Mecca, the Toys R Us in Times Square, and pay homage to the greatness that is that giant uh, Tyrannosaurus yeah. in next to the Transformer section. You paid Hama, and I was I was blown away, blown away. Wait, really? Yeah, I was. I I went in. You saw the picture I, with me, right yeah. in front of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the only thing taller than you that I've ever seen you take a well, picture. Well, it's, <laughs> it's in perspective. Yeah. yeah. It the the Ferris wheel. You hear the stories. You hear the stories of this ridiculously 
um, you know, to the nth degree Toys R Us. Yeah, it's a little and, Ferris wheel. In yeah, the, the Ferris wheel inside, and and the the life size Star Wars characters and the yeah. Optimus Prime from the movies Ugh. that are all standing there, and the giant Tyrannosaurus. And it never really, it doesn't sink in, and uh. then you see it, you see it in real life, and and you just you. you you cry, you cry because it's so beautiful. It's has it so, has it ruined every other toy store for you now? Nah, it's never going to take down my memories of Lionel Playworld from the eighties. Uh, I mean, it's great. Lionel Playworld. It's great. We didn't have Lionel Playworld here. We had Child World. Yeah, and Kitty City. You had, we didn't have that. Had KB and Toys R Us. That was about it. Child World. So Child World closed. Child World. Come take a look and see. That's where I got my Atari. Well, my parents bought me my Atari. Child books. World is everything a toy store should be. Well, the other thing sure, in New York yeah. City is, which is another store that is also closing and, and moving, actually New Jersey, along with the flagship Toys R Us thing, which is a FAO Schwartz. Um, and I, I remember I used to go there a couple times as a kid. I mean, it was cool in the sense that you could walk around FAO Schwartz and it was just floors and floor of just toys like... And there wasn't, it wasn't like a Toys R Us where you would go down the aisle and there would be space, obviously, in the aisle. You didn't want, you know, everything on top of yourself. But F.A.O. Schwartz was in, like, a very compact environment. And you were just stuffed in there with the toys. Right. And I you know, think my so, Schwartz might have been bigger than your Schwartz. All right. Because well, the, in Houston, that place was enormous. Uh, that place was, there. they had one in the Galleria Mall in Houston where Beyonce and George Bush shop. <laughs> and my first impression, the only impression I ever had of FAO Schwartz was that it was this awesome, uh, if if anything, it was that, that ideal, the high watermark, the standard, before I uh, went to the Toys R Us today. You know, if any, yeah, I would say that the only reason that Times Square building, that Times Square Toys R Us is the number one biggest, best, you know, toy experience on this planet is because so many others have gone by the wayside and died off or are no longer yeah. around. But the FAO Schwartz, as I remember it in Houston, that'd give that Toys R Us a run for its money. Except I remember the annoying thing about FAO Schwartz was whenever I walked in there, they had this song, Welcome to Our World of Toys. It was, Welcome to Our World, Welcome to Our World, Welcome to Our World of Toys. All, uh, just a constantly repeating loop the entire day. It must have driven people mad. Uh, do you want to get dropped off first or him? Uh, yeah, that's too right. Oh, do, are we next to a Target? I need to go to a, I need to go somewhere. To where? Uh, the Target, or I should have gone at the Rite Aid. They're not what do you open. need? And buy. I need to buy toiletries. Uh, That's what I need. For what? Uh, to brush my teeth. Uh, get break anything? No, I didn't have any room. <laughs> oh, I'm all full of Larry God. Hammond, Bobby Budiansky comic books. Good lord. And a Ghost Rider action figure. Um. And a bot bag of Shogun Warriors. Well, there's. And I, I think a everything Woman's is Day probably magazine closed. From 1985. There's a Harmons. I don't know if you've ever heard of that store. It's on 46 on the Mark way, but. Harman? No. Mark Harmon. I think it's closed. You don't have anything open 24 hours? Yeah, Walgreens. Stop and shop. Or, but you, you don't have Walmarts up here? No. Not uh, in this area. Not, yeah. no. Walmarts kind of... Oh, shitty. hold on. Hillbilly. Do you, know, do you know where I'm staying? Yes. At the Two Rivers, Three Rivers, whatever I think so. Okay. 
It's it's not the initial one. I got uh, no, not the one down by us. It's yeah, it's the not other by one. yeah, yeah. I found it's this. It's the one that Uncle Floyd used to have a restaurant in. It's a La Quinta, huh. and I'm like, okay, if I'm yeah, gonna they go, keep changing the names. I'm gonna I'm gonna search on the internet for a, a code to use so I can get a discount. But I couldn't find any good codes. Right. I dug and I dug and I dug, and finally, through some miracle, I figured out the the correct search terms, and I found a code that gave me like 20% off of the La Quinta price. Nice. It, it was TXPTA. Okay. I'm like, TXPTA, what the heck is that? Texas? Exactly. Texas if you're a member PTA. of the Texas PTA, you get like 20% off your La Quinta. But you're so, not. I, I know, but yeah, I used they, it anyway. They don't know that. <laughs> they don't know that, and I'm worried that they're gonna try and uh, ask me to prove something. Uh, this no, this code hasn't been in use since 2011, but it worked for me on the site. Hey, uh, if it worked, it worked. Yeah. Uh, now they're gonna want like a Texas. No, I used they, to have a Texas driver's license. I don't anymore. They're not so gonna I'm care. To they don't care. You paid already. They don't care. Well, no, You're I just done. Have the reservation. Oh. I just, when I go to pay, they're gonna say, "Hold on." Why, why are you? Gonna, why are you at 2011 prices? They're not going to know. They don't care. Uh, you I think the, the cashier at the desk knows what TXPTA? They're like, oh, you used a code, okay. <laughs> I bet you, right? Listen, if they, well, we'll see. We'll have to follow up about. Well, I guess we will find out. Part two. Well, hopefully, I, I did not want to. I did not want to be paying whatever it was, uh, eighty or ninety dollars. I don't remember. Yeah, I, it's a sweet rate. It's like seventy bucks a night, or or less. And the last night, the Sunday night, it's only like sixty four, thanks to the Texas PTA. So I salute you, Texas PTA. Thank you very much. You're helping me uh, embarrass myself. Fair, is there any, I don't know if there's anything else in here other than a fairway. Fairway. Yeah. Is it open? Oh, it's open now. It doesn't look open. It's a GNC. I think it's, it's closed. Yeah. yeah, I think it's closed. It's a dollar zone. Is that open? No, no. I let's just it. let's just yeah, go. Let's just uh, let's just throw caution to the wind and go to the the La Quinta. And if there's anything in that area, they have to have like a toothbrush or something. Yeah, they, they got to be able to supply me something. And I love yeah. their soap. I I love their soap. Okay. So I shouldn't have a problem there. Oh, I need to shave. That's nah, the thing. You could smell. Don't shave. <laughs> I need to make a good impression. I'm I haven't seen Bob Budiansky since 2006. Yeah. He wants to think, what do you I, think he looks like. I did something with my life. <laughs> He's going to remember you? No. <laughs> Tell it, oh, you know what? So when you see him tomorrow... Yes. But you, you can stop him. at the Petco. You can get some dog shampoo. Uh, <laughs> toothpaste. Dog, <laughs> dog toothpaste. <laughs> listen, when you see Bob Budiansky tomorrow... Yes. They say, hey, listen, uh, you know who I just hung out with last night? The Paunch yeah, Stevenson. Paunch Robin Stevenson. Gregg from the Paunch yeah. Stevenson show. Remember them? Yeah. I bet you he'd remember us. Died. No, you don't know. Well, I saw him when I saw him at New York Comic Con a couple of years ago and said hello to him. He kind of remembered me, but See? we had just talked to him like a couple of, you know, like a month before. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, that's the place there to harm him, but I, I think it's closed. So are you saying Bob Budiansky has a horrible memory? No. No, he's just been interviewed by a lot of I know. I'm being sarcastic. There he goes again. You're accusing him of having a bad memory. 
We could start a rumor. Bob, Bob Budiansky's memories. He, he's suffering oh. from memory loss. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you heard it here first. That's such a stupid rumor. Uh, are we done yet? Yeah, we I thought we were done, done half an We've hour been ago. Done. We're still recording. This is I know. Is it just for the for the DVD extras? Oh, boy. <laughs> when the whenever the movie comes out, the Punch Stevenson show movie that we're still right. Uh, we're brainstorming. Yeah, you know. Yeah, all right, all right. I'm gonna turn this off. Changing adults' diapers for five hundred dollars. Yeah, for five hundred bucks. What? what? That's it? What do you mean? That's... What if it's only pee? That's that's nothing, uh, right? That's nothing. It's probably not. For five hundred. But anyway, yeah. That that's Brooklyn. That sums up Brooklyn right there.